This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Today, we are going to continue talking about creativity. And today, specifically, we're going to talk about cultivating a creative environment. Having a environment, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but having an environment that is specific or that is set up for the specific needs of said activity, I think, is incredibly beneficial. And today, as we dive into designing your physical space to cultivate creativity, of course, your physical environment can have a significant impact on how creative you are. If you are in that environment and you are you know, distracted by whatever else is going on, if it's loud, if you are you know, in that environment pulled to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, whatever other things that are there, it can hinder any type of creativity that may come to you. And so when you are trying to be creative, perhaps step back and creatively design your physical space to help you be more creative. What are some what are some ways you could do that? Well, perhaps in your creative space you have visual things that are also creative. You have paintings, you have, you know, artwork that is is creative in nature and in doing so that will inspire you to be more creative. Of course, I everybody is different. Me specifically, I don't think I could go to a coffee shop and be creative. I know people that, you know, they go to a coffee shop because they feel that's their environment to be creative. I am not one of those people. And so perhaps when we talk about designing your space to help allow or to foster better creativity, knowing oneself and how you specifically are creative and what areas yours you're, you know, you are more creative in. If the space is, is even relevant, I think the space would be at least moderately relevant to anybody. But again, maybe you're that person that works well at the coffee shop. I, that is not me. Could not do that. I have to have, you know, like isolation. I would be like in, in solitary confinement to, to do this stuff, I, you know. But anyways, knowing that about yourself, I think is, is step number one. And then number two is in whatever space that you're in, help to foster those creative ideas. Again, maybe you put artwork that you find creative up. Maybe you play music that helps spark inspiration to you. There's there's so many different avenues of approach to this. But I would say step number one is finding y- your own creative st- style perhaps isn't the right term or phrase, but finding what works for you and then to go out and, 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 you know, pull the strings and, and, and make your space suit what you need. Once again, we run into the ultimate caveat of most things that we talk about here, which is that every person is going to be different and you need to find out what works for you. So like Mr. Bean, like you said, sometimes Going to a coffee shop is good for a handful of people, but for another handful of people in the same environment, they're not going to be as creative because it's too loud or too distracting or there's too much going on. Some people need that much going on and they need that 
that ability or they need to be able to engage the ability of tuning that out in order to hone down their creativity. And so some people, you know, might prefer a dark creative space, not so dark they can't see, but less light on or, you know, softer light, harsher light, even a bright experience, a cluttered experience, an organized experience. It all just depends on, on who you are as a person and be able to find out what works well for you. And like that you said, Mr. Bean, that you should creatively create your creative space. And that, it sounds silly to say it like that, but take the take the act or the assignment of of designing your creative space as a creative endeavor, because I think that's, again, just going to instill different creative elements into what you're doing. So when you're trying to be creative with what you're creating so that you can create more things, being, being in that mindset is going to allow you to implement things that are in line with that kind of mindset. So you mentioned, you know, uh, creative artwork or a creative vision board or, or plants or pictures, pictures that put you in a good mood or lighting that puts you in a good mood. Or if you want to have some music on, you got a record player, a CD player, you know, a speaker or whatever it is, or if you want it quiet and you want it clean and put as little as you can on your desk or your space and get your noise canceling headphones or whatever it is, but be creative with, 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 be creative with the process of setting up that environment to help you be more creative and have those different things there that are going to help to inspire and energize your personal creativity. And so I wish I could give you a one, two, three step plan to say, here, do this, this, and this. Now be more creative, but each person's different and you have to do the work for yourself. But I think it's going to help set you up for even better of a creative experience and, and maybe even easier to kind of lock into that creative flow if you have a space that's designed literally with the intention of being more creative and setting yourself up for that creativity as well. And, you know, speaking of, of, of music, and I I do this, and I, and I don't know that I've talked about this before, but I have a specific play, I have several specific playlists, like any probably normal person, but I have a specific playlist that is one type of music and I listen to that specific type or that specific playlist that is that specific genre of music when I do X. And so let me give you a, for, for, for example, I have a jazz playlist and most of the jazz songs don't have words or, you know, some they have a little bit of words, um, but it's just kind of music. It's just sound. And I listen to that playlist, that jazz playlist, when I am doing tedious, monotonous type of computer work. If I'm sitting down at the computer and I know this is going to be, you know, ty- not tiresome isn't necessarily the right word, but tedious. I got to do this over and over and over again or whatever, whatever that type of, of, I guess, you know, I had, so even more specific at work, we had a, a program and I had to put in videos to the program on how to do, we teach martial arts as our, as our quote unquote day job. I say quote unquote, because we don't really do it during the day. It's kind of in the evening time, but anyways, um, we had to put in videos of how to do those specific moves so the students could watch them. And for example, the move number one, I had to put in for, you know, let's see, white, yellow, orange, like there, there's like 15 times I had to put in that one video. And then the second video I had to put in again 15 times. And 
the next video I had to put in 14 times. And, and so it was the same thing over and over and over again. And for whatever, it, I, I guess maybe this isn't necessarily creative, but designing my space and my, my surroundings, I put those headphones on and I set play, I hit play on that playlist and it would, it would play the jazz. And when I was listening to that playlist, I was ready to do that tedious, monotonous drone type work over and over and over again. For whatever reason, I, I associate, and, and even now, sometimes if I, if I have to go back to modify that, that kind of setup that we have, or if I add things to it, I'll put that playlist on because it puts me in the zone to do that type of work. And so don't overlook the acoustic qualities of your space, not just visual. Of course, visual is, is hugely important as far as how cluttered it is, how clean it is, that the artwork that you have hanging up or whatever, but the, the sound of your environment is really important to that as well. And so much so that you could have a sound again, for me, again, I have that jazz. If I listen to that jazz, I, it puts me in the mindset to do that type of computer work. And you don't listen to that music any other time, do you? Correct. Yes. That's the one time Yes, that helps to put you in that space. And you know, that brings us in kind of the next point here is we talked about setting up your physical space and you already have already, you've already proved that you have a lot to say on this because you're much more into it than I am. But you can also use those digital tools, the music. Um, you talked about many tools you use for organizing or things you use on your computer or tablet. You know, I think we're, we're not moving into, we are in a digital age and it's crucial that we can use that digital those digital tools to help optimize our space and our mindset for creativity, you know? And so music can help. Different uh, apps can help you with your organization, different scheduling apps or calendars or note-taking apps or or Google. You know, even social media can be important because, you know, it can help you to... Spark the creative idea. inspiration. Yeah, you gather inspiration from your social media too. So... Don't neglect the digital age. And, you know, last last episode we talked about creative blocks. And in and, and, and the previous episode, too, we even talked about removing distractions, which I, think, which I think is part of setting up your physical space. And if social media is a distraction for you, limit it. Don't go on it for 30 minutes. Go on it for three minutes. Try to find a few things that inspire you and run with that inspiration, like we talked about again in the last episode. Run with it. Let yourself unfiltered kind of experience that creative flow and then go with it. So as much as your physical space is important, having the tools and the digital things that can help us or even or even physical, you know, it could be an actual book or magazine or or something that you can hold physically in your hands as well too. But use your tools to help you um, in this creative environment. Maybe before you sit down and try to be creative, you spend five minutes researching some inspiration. Uh, and, and then let that kind of direct your flow for the day. So not all of this is limited just to what's around you and where you are, but also the tools we have. And especially now, the digital tools are a big factor as well. You know, I think perhaps having a, a digital tool and using your digital devices as tools could be an entire episode that we'll do later on. Um, I, I feel as if I have, I have a lot of ideas or whatever to say on that, but in, in regards to being creative, have a, you know, perhaps have a, a, what is, what is, what is our boss call a swipe folder where he will see something that he liked from somewhere else and he'll, 
he'll take a picture of it and he'll put it in one area and he'll, you know, all, all of the, and then he'll collect this whole database of, of different ideas or, or, or ways other people have solved this type of problem or that do this type of thing. And he'll use that folder as the home for all those ideas, right? Again, we talked about this before. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Notion. In Notion, I have a, a, a tag database and, and I will tag specific videos that I watch or podcast or, or news articles that I read or whatever. I will tag them. I'll, I'll save them. I will tag them specifically or, or I will tag them to 12 different things if they're overlapping. And all of those things I can view at, you know, anytime because I, I have Notion on all of my devices. And so if I wanted ideas or, or, or if I have a, a pr creative problem that I need help solving, I, I can go to my, my vault of database for the, the, the tags. Okay, here's my, here's my tag on creative thinking. Here's my tag on leadership. Here's my tag on discipline. Here's my tag on, on whatever it is. And I can, all of that stuff lives in there. And I use those creative tools to my advantage. And, and I think that sometimes a lot of people use their creative, their, they, sorry, they use their, their digital tools as distraction measures, meaning they use those things to take them away from the real world. And I do not interact with my devices in the same way as those people. My devices I see as tools to help to learn and grow and expand and pull in other resources that other people have and read through those or watch videos or, or, or whatever it is. And I collect those things. For me, I use Notion. I collect all those things and I put them into their own quadrants of areas and then I can pull that information out. And the nice thing is, again, digital tools, we need to, we need to do a whole episode on this, but um, there, there's so many different different caveats of using your digital tools to your advantage, not just in in you know you know housing creative ideas, but also you can use your digital tools to come up with inspiration for new ideas. You can use your digital tools something that I like and, and I is a relatively new idea just past couple of years is having templates for specific things that happen on a normal basis, right? If you have a, let's say you produce YouTube videos or you produce podcasts, this is, you know, relevant to us, maybe not to other people, but relevant to us, we have a template that we use when we make our podcasts. We have an app like, like a, and, and we have a way, a, a, a set way that we come up with the title and the description for all of our episodes. And it's a template. We use it over and over again. And coming up with that template was not super easy to do, but and, and building that out. But once it's there, it almost works for itself. You just plug and play the, the relevant information. Okay, boom, done. Right? So having templates for your for the things that happen on a normal type basis, whether you know you're making YouTube videos, you're making podcasts, or you're, you're scripting a play, you're writing a book, whatever it is, I'm sure you have things that you do that are creative endeavors that happen frequently over and over and over again. Come up with a template that you can do that will help you design, or that, that template will be designed to help you 
create whatever it is, whether that's help you come up with the creative ideas, whether that's help you with the creative planning for that idea, whether that's the, the, the implementation of that idea, whatever it is, but having a template for that is so helpful. And use your digital tools for that, whether it's, it's Apple Notes or, or Notion or Obsidian or whatever it is that you have, have a template that is designed for that specific purpose. And that is far and away huge when it comes to doing whatever it is. Even if it happens, you know, five times a year, have a template for that. Then you don't have to try to rebuild it and it's different every time. And Oh man, I liked how I did last time, but this time is... No, have a template for it. Every single time is the same because you follow the same format, the same template for it. It's, it just, mm, yeah. I hold digital digital tools. I can I can go for a while on those. Sorry. Yes, sir. No, no. I think that ties into the kind of last topic we wanted to talk about, and maybe we don't even need to dive into it right now. But you know, being rigid and specific and consistent when you're dealing with creativity, especially having rituals and practices. We talked about this a lot in the, in the first episode, even too, and we've talked about it previously on other episodes as well. So again, maybe we won't dive too deep into it, but having your rituals and practices can help you create that or to cultivate that creative mindset and foster that sense of discipline. You know, think of the power of the morning routines or mindful practices and the benefits of scheduling dedicated creative time, as we've mentioned before previously. So I don't think we really need to dive into that again too, but also implement those into your creative environments and, you know, the space you go to sit down and do these things can be helpful and fostering your creativity as well. Yeah, you know, rituals and practices are something that I think often gets overlooked. Again, I, I agree. We did we did a, a, a fair deep dive on rituals and practices. If you haven't checked that episode out, I would go back and check that out. But having a specific set of things that you do before X happens or, you know, if you're getting into your creative zone, or whether that's mentally, physically, or, or however else you interact with it, but have a specific set of things that you do before that happens is is hugely beneficial. So, um, yeah, again, rituals and practices are very important. Whether that's being creative or, you know, doing cleaning your house or or whatever it is that you're doing, having specific rituals and practices that you follow to a T or really close every single time you do X, very important. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, be prestigious.